All right, so we're all recording? Yes. Okay, I'll start the clap. <laughs> okay. Was it good enough? Clap. I didn't go too, I went like. Clap insecurities, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready to go. Now entering the DGTC. Are you ready for a deep dive? And Jordan did most of the crap. Can't believe I said that. I've been doing this since 2008. What the fuck do I know? Strong hands is my kryptonite. Loading up elbow logos. Yeah, Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and uncommon perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. We are back for another fantastic little episode. I'm here with Mikkel and Jordan. What's up, guys? How's everybody Hello. doing? Hello. Hello. Great. It's been a little while. We've, it has, actually. It has. I feel like we're yeah. on a hiatus a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel like a vacation. It just, yeah, it feels like, man, I got to remember how to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Fung Fall is among mm-hmm. us, and it's oh. just... It, yeah. it just hits so suddenly. And when it, when is it daylight savings is early November this, this year. Yeah. It, it just all is clouding in. It's nuts. I mean, I cannot believe it feels like it. Ju- we, we just woke up Monday morning for this week. It's crazy <laughs> how t- fast time. Yeah. And it happens by. over. Does it happen overnight for you guys? Like it's like instant, like fall in your area, like temperature. It happened change. pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. Like, I, There's like, no just, transition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it went from 70 to 40 and it's rainy forever exactly, now. Exactly. Like, right? Okay. Yeah. But I also like it. I know. It's yeah, I, I love time this time of, of year too. But you can't blink with the seasonal leaf color and all that beauty mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. autumn. It just, like last night we had huge high winds and wow. all mm-hmm. the leaves are gone. Like, yeah. just like that. Now we're like in winter, basically. <laughs> this, is, this is the time here in LA that's usually right around Halloween where the winds really kick up. We always have some fire threat because it's still 80, 90 degrees outside. It's like yeah. kind of crazy. But is I reached it? for a jacket is for the it? first wow. time the other day. In, in, it felt like a year. Like I, we haven't had the need, even at nighttime, for like a jacket in forever. It's just kind of nuts. So I'm anticipating the chill a little bit and and then obviously the holidays i think we're getting don't you feel like we're gonna ex- i just at least enjoy the holidays a little bit better than last year yeah <laughs> right it already 100%. feels that way yeah 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 it, with just the in-person school learning and all the planning good. for trunk or treat and all those yeah. notices oh, coming out that's it so cool. feels different completely yeah when, when costco says it's the holiday season it's the holiday season mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys gonna dress up this year? Oh, I, I there's a <laughs> yeah, there's a possibility, and that's why I yeah. the, the semi mustache here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Ted Lasso this year. Oh, hello. That's gonna be my, yeah, nice. for those listening and uh, not able to see, Nick has Nick is sporting a proper handlebar in the there mustache. You go. It's yeah. getting there. I know. All I did was trim the rest. <laughs> that's all you need to do, right? It's contrast. Right? We know that as designers. 
The MLB postseason is high and tight and super exciting right now. And typically with November closely approaching, you start to see all of the huge beards and the handlebars amongst the players. And you're not really seeing that this season. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet either. I know. Damn. It's perfect for Halloween time because if you need to do something weird for a costume, it's great, right? Totally. (laughs) How about you guys? Any I'll probably wear something silly, stupid, momish on my head so that when I greet people at the door, I look like I'm in the spirit. There you go. But I'm really like pretty buzzed <laughs> with wine or something. And that reminds me, we do need to do a, a Q&A or a listener question yeah. with some drinks for maybe the next That'd episode. I love that. What, anything cool you guys are working on or uh, business-wise? How's everything going? Yeah, there's a bunch of projects. I got a bunch of balls in the air right now. Um, but a few of them are still under NDA, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I can talk about them on the podcast. But like, yeah, they're definitely busy. There's Good. some fun That's stuff. That's exciting, in the works. though. And then, yeah, for sure, for sure. NDAs yep. don't necessarily take the excitement away. I lo- I actually love that type of thing. <laughs> <A> little um, <laughs> secret. Yeah. Yeah. Then you don't feel f- feel pressure to post anything portfolio right portfolio exactly. for the time being. You're like, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. I'm so behind on that shit. Like, I, I oh, think I'm, I'm done. I don't I'm think I've updated don't. my website in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Um, we're collaborating with this really amazing agency out in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we have a roundup every week because there's so much going on for lead gen efforts, and it's just been really fun. It's been really Good. fun to just have that people-oriented project going where you're constantly on Slack with each other, you're in meetings, and then it, there's all these totally. different groupings taking place where you gather together yeah. everyone once a week, but then you're having these offline conversations with those respective of sub-projects to the efforts. It's fun. Yeah. I, I like it. it. Yeah, I missed it. You probably was going to say you probably needed it, right? Like, because it's, it's so... It's so needed, in, 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 even if it's not your 100% day-to-day year to, throughout the year. But to get one of those little moments where that's you're part of that group and a collaboration, it, it, mm-hmm. nothing beats it, really. It's important. Um, yeah. And then you get to learn about the agency, ex, you know, current trends and practices and standardized um, areas that are just people aren't even raising yeah. a brow, it's just, it, it's good to be tapped into that again um, and learn from one another. And everybody's got a a, pe- a piece of humility and it's really mm-hmm. refreshing. So they're constantly saying, what does that mean? Or how, how do I do that? Where do I look for some direction Ooh, on that? It's nice. Content. It's yeah. so refreshing. It's, it's human. Yeah. We're all human and it's honest. That's a profoundly important thing. I think every freelancer can benefit is like when you do like I contract through agencies often one because I love like having that collaboration that I don't get as a freelancer. Yeah. But also my process has totally changed over the last few years simply because I was like working with agencies and adopting a lot of their policies and like how do you throw together a pitch deck or like how do you propose a client or like what how do you break down scheduling and pricing like you know these are questions I think young designers always ask and like Man, you can get that answer. You can get all those answers like pretty quickly just by like working with an agency in some regard, you know. Isn't it also shocking, Jordan, to learn if there has been some disclosure about the agency's estimate material and how they break down project scope? Yeah. The massive cost gap between independent practices and and agencies. We got to tighten that gap, don't we? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I mean that's that's like I think those things you need help that you get more confident in pricing. Like mm-hmm. when I see like oh we put yes. together an icon package, you know, with an agency, I'm like holy shit, you guys are charging this? Mo-? Okay, man, I'm like you know way before, and I get like they have overhead, and it's and always right going to be now, more expensive. There's no secret. We know everyone's working remotely. There's not yeah. that overhead in house. Mm-hmm. utilizing printers and stuff as it had been yeah. for the yeah. time being. So it's always curious a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's a balance. You know, I know, I know this isn't today's topic, but also, you know, like agencies have it. like yeah. account managers and, yes. you know, project managers, people as a client, it, it is kind of like a top shelf. Like I have someone dedicated to just any questions I have there on hand, no matter what, where mm-hmm. it's like, I try to do that as a freelancer, but it's, it's not possible to be like, so available every second of the day but i think our strength is like well you also when you do work with freelancers as a client like you're working with the people who's actually making decisions like the project manager isn't the one designing isn't the one creative directing isn't the one like making the thing they're just your voice so like for sure there's a balance you know but i think the more we can do as freelancers to kind of adopt that a bit sure i think you end up like in a much better place yeah it it made me realize too when you guys were first talking about this the things I have missed about working at a company was the exposure to the other divisions and the other people you have to work so closely with and getting mm. an insight on what makes them tick and vice versa too. They they need to know and see what a creative team looks like to understand how to demand or to ask or to put a brief in, whatever it is. And I, I think that's a missing element, one that I don't get to see as much anymore, but also too, I'm fearful that with more virtual work, you know, the hybrid models, I feel like are going to be so much better because you still got to see other departments and their struggles. And maybe you might find a way to help them out, even as someone from the creative team, you know? Right. Totally. Yeah. And it's it's kind of unique. And I'm hearing that from a lot of folks that are in their second or third year out of school and in a job. And particularly now that they're like, of a year ago, they were like, Oh my God, I'm working from home. This is the greatest. Now they're just like, my job's kind of very one dimensional. You know, it's not robust. It doesn't have interaction. No one likes to, you know, it's like, so again, like hopefully we're learning through this time that there are ways for us to have all the benefits of both sides in some model down the road, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of leads really nicely. We were thinking about a great topic for today. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, our, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I love that we were we had a very natural segue here. <laughs> it's kind of me too. I always love that. Yeah. It's and it's no surprise that the three of us have individually seen and we're looking at you having access or seeing job boards and stuff, that there is an incredible hiring kind of phenomenon going on. Overwhelmingly. Right now and, yeah. And jobs are back. And we were even saying, you know, hey, if the right job came our way, and I would never say never to anything, and we were all kind of thinking, you know, why we should not only keep an eye on these things and seeing it, about what's happening in our industry, what pay is out there, what kind of requirements are a lot of employers looking for. But we thought there's probably a lot of you out there that maybe, unfortunately, maybe had lost a job or now wanting to maybe make that upgrade or like saw that your job over the last year and a half maybe hasn't kind of performed the way you wanted it to be. So there's so much opportunity out there that we are thinking from a designer's perspective and folks like us who do hire and have been hired in the past, what kind of attributes and things can really be, you know, extra special for you guys. The number one thing is standing out, right? I mean, don't you agree? Mm -hmm. Like in this world of digital submitting through an online thing, how in the world do we stand out as creatives, right? 
Mm-hmm. Which is typically just doing the alternative, right? Or, mm-hmm. or just yeah. like have such a strong voice that you own a space, whatever yeah. that space might be. It could yeah. be in any medium, but like, which is so hard to do. <laughs> I was thinking, and I do want to bring up that some of us may have the, I don't know if it would be a privilege, a, a sort of advantage or just general circumstance where we at times are a part of hiring processes and what we look for ourselves, I collaboratively team with those when, that submit portfolios every once in a while. And it's very cool and a learning experience mm. all on its own to see what resonates straight away because people are only taking a second to yeah. look <laughs> and then they're shoving it to the side. Yeah. So yeah. it's like junk um, mail, you know, if yes. it doesn't catch your eye and in what is it they call it like four seconds less than that it's in the trash you are a number how mm. do you captivate straight away yeah which mm. is really sort of in line with how you prepare perhaps a ad campaign mm-hmm. to captivate straight away all the same you Persuasion. can apply mm-hmm. yeah. some of those nuances yeah is that, that, that so like all my students are putting together their self branding right now and I we said this this morning it's kind of like you do this work for your clients you do this work as a designer for your projects and doing it for yourself is the same way and I think that's if you could pr- promote yourself correctly unforgettably you know and 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 like authentically then you have you, that that increases those chances of maybe standing out a little bit right yes yeah, when those are those soft skills like marketing and, and digital mm-hmm. marketing and then like being able to sort of convey and conform your brand into something digestible that's immediately different than, you know, what's on the shelf or what's yeah. in the in- inbox. Uh, and, and it just, you know, understanding the process of how that mm-hmm. might work and all your touch points and where they hit. And this can go for if you're trying to get a job at an agency or even as a freelancer yeah. looking for client work, you know, it's like yeah. that kind of stuff really does take some sort of like marketing understanding. Cool. It's not just a single portfolio. It's like you got to put it to work. You got to find oh, the yeah. touch points. It all adds the up. Out there. It's a, it's yeah. a, it adds up to one big equation here. And this first area we were kind of thinking of kind of zeroing in on is kind of the, the like George said, the soft skills and these things that are not particularly in the creative world, but we want to throw a unique spin on it. And in this world of remote jobs, like I was blown away when I was looking at the LinkedIn matches the other day. I'd say 80% of them were not only remote, but they were bragging that they were remote. So um, imagine <laughs> that they're, it, it, we are finally at the advantage as, as an employee looking for work. I think in the mm. first time in quite a while, it felt like I should be in the job market. That's how good it looked, right? And yeah. But here's a good thing to think about. This first point is about setting your minimum requirements. I, I think it's really smart. Do you guys agree that don't play this like I'm going to take whatever comes my way. You still get to ask or get to at least define what you want to find, right? Yeah, beggars mm-hmm. can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's kind of like when you go and before you do anything and think of it as the research or the discovery we do before any job – and project we're doing on, shouldn't we do the same for a job if we were looking for it to actually like take? And if that means writing down exactly what is your baseline, do you need those requirements and the, and the, and the benefits? Is that a big thing? Or maybe you can handle that on your own, right? What Mm -hmm. are the things, is it ideal to be remote? Is it ideal to be 
um, like a hybrid in some way. So the whole idea is you're just writing down notes to kind of explain and to yourself, what's going to, what's going to, where, where are my checkboxes, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I mentioned this at the top before recording, but like, I'm currently trying to buy a house and like, it's yeah. the same sort of mentality of like, where, what do we want? What are our goals? Right. And then we can have that spectrum of like, man, totally. I'd love to be here and we can prioritize things. I want a detached garage or I want a basement, whatever that might be prioritize. And then as we start to look, you know, you start to get these offers, you start to find these positions, you know, you can start to, you know, feel comfortable. Like, ah, that was like a low priority. It's okay if I don't have yeah. it. Right. Like whatever that might be in job, same sort of situation, like defining what you want to end up being, where your comfort level yeah. is, what you feel like you bring to the table and what you value, I guess, really. Yeah. And what's realistic within like your means. Yeah. I think that makes the, the job hunting <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. It's a threshold really. And I remember looking, I saw one job that looked amazing, right? And I was like, wow, yeah. I was just reading a little bit about it. But I was like, didn't get, you know, those, that, that feeling that we, when you were first looking for your first job, and maybe some of our listeners are in that same zone, where you get those like, you're like, oh my God, this is the one, like this, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I read the next one, and I was like, oh my God, that's my wheelhouse. This one isn't. Like, this one speaks, yeah. mm. you know, th- and I think that's just Allow the thing. Allow yourself the time to shop a little. Yeah. What yeah. What do you truly value in this job? And it should be a place and a thing that you're somewhat impassionate about or something that ticks, something that kind of triggers you to go like, whoa, that would be my yeah. dream place to work at. And it doesn't have to be the big names. It's just the the place itself, right? I think that's a big point of like, it's not even necessarily just about what's the, you know, how much you make a year, like what yeah. is the, 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 the price versus like the culture of the, like if it's an agency, you know, God, every agency is so different and I've contacted yeah. with a few of them and like I stick to just a couple now because like I love the culture. They mm-hmm. might not pay me as much as some of the others, but like they're so yes. fun to work with. The kind of clients they bring in like totally align with like what I'm into and it's just like a very valuable experience and so like that's a big part too it's like you know figure out not only like where your cost budget is but also like what kind of work do they do like what kind of work do you want what kind of team do you want to be part of you know great yeah Yeah, don't be afraid to i think at least want that make a it's kind of like your wish list in a way Mm -hmm. and and it's not like you're going to find the perfect place you know like finding a home not you're not going to find the perfect one but if it checks off you're going to compromise no matter what of 15 (laughs) yeah exactly right yeah (laughs) like and so as much as we know we can't just want any job we want and don't forget that to put yourself first on this thing because you want longevity you don't want to get you don't want to get the hire and then find it's not the right job either for you as much as they don't want it for you as well right they want to find the right Mm -hmm. fit and and so showing off that passion if that's the dream job i think i think it shows a bit of confidence if i was interviewing someone and they came in with a little bit of some like priority into what they were looking for i would think that person's really Same. done their job right Same. totally yeah. that would be so think i think always too think about what the person on the other end of that table will think about if you present something like that like to me yeah. it's always it's always the easiest way to wonder like should i do this or not think about how it will either impress them or make them maybe think twice, right? Yes. Yeah, because there's risk on both sides, mm-hmm. especially on their side. Like yeah. they don't want to like have to hire and train, and then it doesn't fit, and therefore yeah. like they're they're out of time. You know, they wasted the time yeah. and, and money, and so it is that two way street, and that's that empathetic sort of resonance where I think yeah. us as freelancers and creatives like have a strong ability in that. Like mm-hmm. we can think of like how are they processing? How are they like? What's the perspective on the other side of this? I think we're yeah. good at that just inherently. Right. right. Um. Which is a great soft skill. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think totally. Utilizing that all throughout your process is killer. 
it's going to only benefit you, you know? And, yeah. and, and so, and this other, this next kind of area that was kind of really recommended to look at, and I think we've all gotten a crash course in this, but this is kind of like getting to know all the remote tools because of <laughs> one, it might be just, it might be just the first interview. And then that might be the only thing you do with them virtually. It could be a hybrid job that you're going to. It could be 100% at home. You might never even meet these people you work with. It's kind of the mm. new norm in, in a lot of ways. But isn't it interesting too, have you met a few people that just haven't got it yet on the Zoom thing and everything else? And you're just almost like, it does put a little background into you going like, gosh, can you, I, I don't know if I have the time to deal with that sometimes. And I think an employer yeah. is going to think the same way, right? Yeah. Well, especially in our industry where it's like, you know, sort of software and technology is a big part of what we do. It's not yeah. fine art, you know? So like, right. I, I would expect sort of anyone in that regard, if I'm hiring someone to like be capable and understanding of like new technology that we're all utilizing yeah. to accomplish jobs, you know, or be able to adapt yeah. pretty quickly. For sure. For are sure. There any, are there any etiquette things you guys have learned over the last year and a half that have been kind of crucial in the way you handle either the Zoom meetings or um, anything that you're doing that's even Slack, I mean, Slack and all the online kind of, you know, team team software things, that has been a crash course for me because, you know, Mikel, I stayed clear of those things forever until it was like <laughs> absolute must. And now, yeah. you know, I'm on way too many. But what yeah. what things have you found that have made it, have become to your advantage that you like, man, I, I can slay this when it comes on, to um, online? On, on Zoom, and teams, those more specifically, sure. I've learned to be quiet mm -hmm. and not talking over the other person, not quick to prove, not quick Ooh. to sh showcase my proficiency and make them feel like they're in the right hands. Just take deep breaths, put my hands together, nod, have the individual. I'm not feeling insecure anymore about having the individual see that I'm taking notes or ask for a moment for me right. to just revert back to what had been mentioned just prior. So I'm sure to take it in the right way. I mean, it used to be more of a hurry, hurry, get there. Yes. And now I'm just slowing down a little bit more and I'm not afraid to let the other individual individuals on the other end know that. Totally. I love that. That's it's yeah. You wouldn't have never learned that unless going through it, right? Like for sure. Or uh, having yeah. somebody that you trust point it out mm -hmm. about the yes. way that you converse or address things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, yeah. really good um, yeah. results have come from it, I think, so far. What have you found, Jordan? Uh I think the biggest thing is like you be prompt and not late to meetings. And like, mm. this is, man, I, I'm just Honestly, totally done by it. sounds simple, but it's how, not easy. Yeah, I, totally not easy. But like, there's something like, you know, if you're late to a meeting, like in person, you know, you, you would never do that, right? At least on the job. And so like with sort of Zoom, with, like with a client or with someone who's hiring you, you know, if you're late to these meetings, for some reason it's worsened because like, shit, I, I see you on Slack. We have a meeting. I know you're in front of your computer and like <laughs> you're 10 minutes late. Like it, for some reason it's like worse, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, Oh, there's no emergency. You're just at your computer and you're probably like, I don't know, whatever it might be. But I think like punctual zoom meetings is pretty crucial. Um, and then, you know, also there's a weird thing of like, and I don't know if this is etiquette or not, but like when to put on the camera. If like I hate being the only one on video and I like <laughs> yeah. there's Me three too. other people on the call and they're not on video. And that just might be like, look, 
Like it, it, I'm talking Isn't to an audience weird of one. Thing? Feel, Isn't that like, a weird try, thing? Try teaching with 30 kids, and you're the only one with a freaking <laughs> camera on. Do you ever say? Do you ever say ahead of time, please? Um, yeah, the, I've tried, but if you can, if you can, or could we ask? Like, video you can or ask. call. I th- and yeah. I think too, like it's hard in the profession. It's hard if it's you and a new someone new, a new business, or a new that. client, or new yeah. new some yeah. associate. I know that's really weird. Then, like, but. I wonder if they have it off. There's probably a reason. So I don't want to like, I don't know if it's the houses. I would clutter. never say anything. <laughs> you, you know, right. What a, but with the school side, it's been a little bit challenging. I'm pushing them little by little. We can't enforce it. But um, yeah, but good news is I'm having my first actual in, on-campus class on Monday night. So we're Dude, we that's are so great. Coming awesome. back in in a small way. So that's, you know, hell yeah. I have good had value. this happen um, with, copywriters or developers Mm -hmm. that are supporting and we're on a direct call with the client and they're not showing face. Yeah. And to me, that can be a little bit on me Mm -hmm. as a ramification if you're not able or willing. So I've learned for those engineer personalities more specifically, like, please Make sure you take the time to shit, shower, and shave. We want to see you. It's important <laughs> yeah. for my client to see you. So that's that's the ticket because I feel like on our end, like I'm gonna have to be on video no matter what because I'm usually leading a call with a client or you know part of a team, like whatever that might be. So if like I have someone on the side who is supporting me in any way, and like they're also not with a client, like it does feel like ugh, like we're not put together. I don't know. And these are like very like unspoken yeah. things. I think that we're all just thinking because. Mm-hmm. We've been doing Zoom long enough. We're finding these weird things. That's yeah. perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, think about a pitch meeting. It's like, you fucking, everyone's practiced. You know, you got your bits and your pieces. You got your show shit. So, like, it's, it yeah. is a presentation. Yeah. And I think Zoom calls are kind of like that, too. God, they if are. it's like, if we're presenting a deck, yeah. They yeah, are. everyone has well, to be on isn't it, it for sure. Okay, so we're well beyond the past thing of like, guess what? You're in, you're in, I'm in my home. That That's, yes. that's gone. We, we know that's a given. So, your yeah. job now, is to adapt the same way we have where think about it even when you got your first cubicle at a job somewhere you're like i'm going to make this look i'm going to bring in little things and blah 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 you know so like you're in you're heightening the the optics already and now it's more than ever important to do it especially if you're in on the interview thing or whatever but even like oh, you were saying with dude. teams you you should be able to tell someone hey you and i are representing each other like you know get Put your camera on. Get a common virtual background that makes it look like you are from the same office. Something. Consistency, right? Like cohesiveness. No excuse anymore, I think, at that point. No, agreed. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing these (laughs) things, and I I I was trying to think of the benefit for me, and I think it's just being – I'm using calendar a lot more. Like I'm putting – because it's now a Zoom or if it's being done on meetings or on, um, you know, you name it. I think it's making me more more organized in a way because it's no longer like, hey, call me at two. Now it's yeah. if it's a Zoom thing, it feels more official. So that's getting me, I feel better to be rep- ready to go. And I think also too, like everything on this side of the camera is a disaster. Whatever's over here looks good. <laughs> and to all of you listening, I was pointing behind my computer and behind yeah. my shoulders. So, because I think that's the other thing. As long as this all stays the same, got nothing to worry about, right? <laughs> Crazy. The stage. So this this next area is kind of a combination of kind of remembering that your vital stats, everything about you as a 
potential candidate are, have you updated them? Do you know them? Like, are these things like, you know, we were talking about elevator pitches the other day in class and, and it got me to like even write one for the first time in forever. Cool. Like, what is that? What is your bio? Have you done, have you changed that in a while? Um, your resume and everything about him, including us, our portfolios, you know, right now we were just talking earlier about it's been forever since we've up, you know, done any update. Yeah. Chances are, we may not need it if it's working fine and we're not out there looking for new jobs or whatever. I'm going to, that's yeah. back burner. Right. But if you're looking for a yeah. job, what, like what are the things you would like tune up immediately when it comes to like just your call it your vital stats, like everything you've got going on. <laughs> well, I think that's man. Like when I first started freelancing, mm -hmm. most of my focus was on like self-promotion, keeping everything super updated, making sure all my accolades were in there always on social media, posting stuff. Right. And like, I think that got me to the door of like I got clients and then the rest of it is like I get mostly work through like word yeah. of mouth and networking. And that's kind of the place that everyone wants to be. And I think you get there. But yeah, I think, man, being able to self-promote and put yourself out there consistently like all the time is crucial. And it's yeah. so important to do that throughout, obviously. But like mm -hmm. now I'm just at a point where like, you know, people see my work and then other people like, you know, give shoot my name out there or something like that. There's yeah. so much more pressure to keep up on that stuff now than ever before to me. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I think at people, you know, after you've been in it a few years, like you can kind of get a little lax about it you know, mm -hmm. if it's still working. Like if you're still getting work, you know, then something's working. But yeah, I do think like that stuff is so critical in the beginning. Like, I don't think I, I don't know how I would have got work without really focusing on you know yeah. my portfolio yeah. and, and kind of throwing my name out there and getting way more involved yeah um not just being like the self like not being side. afraid to throw your name in the bucket really in a lot of ways like hey yeah. there's a bucket out there of talent ready to be hired and guess what my name's in it like i don't i think sometimes yeah. you don't even we're not even thinking that clearly right yeah i feel like you get a little older and like i don't know it, it maybe you're just maybe i'm just like the vanity of it all but like I, I you know i get requested for work so often like the thought of like having to go put my name out there and like yeah. ask for work is like i haven't done that in a long time which is yeah. probably a bad thing like i think it's good to always kind of like flex those muscles but at like, least feel like you should at least fish to. right like do a like yeah to the dream client or something else yeah yeah because i will some proposals like i send proposals all the time mm -hmm. you know and I, there's plenty of that i don't get but yeah like, yeah and those become templated over time so it's not as daunting to yeah yes. like i don't feel bad because i didn't put work into oh, it really because thank built. god for those man Dude, <laughs> no doubt they are I've, been like, using, I know. I've been using my proposal <laughs> thing and my agreement thing like rapid fire the last few weeks it's it's so good when you have something it's done, so useful you know but yep. this i would say the one thing we always forget too and i see this a lot with designers is don't forget who your audience is. If you're out there in the job market, your audience are, in most cases, the first wave at least, are not going to be creatives. And I think a lot of times we're designing for other creatives when it comes to what we put together. And don't forget, these they might not be well-versed in a lot of this stuff. So are you really come, being crystal clear with your benefit of who you are, what you can offer, mm. and and what the value is in, in having you on their team? I think a lot of times, too, we, we are just so more concentrated on aesthetics and did we choose the right font as opposed to is this communicating to a non-creative a lot of times yeah you know and that's like showcasing the thought put behind things of like, yeah what was that critical thinking like why is this a good logo for example like yeah talking about the thought put about like this is a client this is their values here's how it reflects that like that sort of meat uh behind it all i think is 
probably more important uh, if you're trying to like, especially get work through like agencies yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. they're looking for. It's like, yes, okay, check the box. You design great, but also like, how are you in critical thinking or like whatever that culture of the agency is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about. an interesting point. It is a different animal to have that application process come about for an agency versus what we might experience for a gig that can mm. be temporary, temporarily big or longstanding in the long haul. Um, I will, I will say once you put it more at practice, it's more comfortable. So I would imagine for the three of us, since we're pretty regularly apl- applying for those onesie twosies once every month or mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just not intimidating <laughs> to the degree that it might be for getting yeah. into an, a, a, a grouping, a, an, yeah. an agency totally. position. Um, but for that reason, I think it's so great to push yourself when those do come about just to see if you still got it and then ask for that debriefing following so that you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. can afford a good two to five minutes to just straight out tell you this this is this is actually you, you were top of the pile, but this is why we opted for X, Y, and Z or something. Yeah. Ask the, yeah, yeah, asking the question I think is a another thing. It put putting yourself in the the mindset of the person in, in, in interviewing you. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel great if the person asked you some questions in return? It, kind of, it is a two way street. You shouldn't just be sitting there on you know it, uh, you know like in an interrogation. You know, it's like you yeah. get to ask a question. You know, there's a sense of confidence in that. Like mm-hmm. if I'm interviewing someone, you know, the few times I've hired people, like it, I really appreciate like that feedback of like. You know, they're they're the understanding the process a bit more, and also like, yeah, it, you're hiring me as much as I'm hiring you. Like, if you want to come on board, like there is, you know, this sort of level playing field in that regard. Of like, I appreciate that that you know understanding a bit. Yeah, um, that's cool. But I think ultimately, it's like the biggest question for this sort of aspect is like, you have to know your values and like what are they, and then how do you relate those? Because you know, big picture, no one is hiring you for like if you're a great illustrator. It's like. A lot of agencies, there's more to it than that. Like, yeah. are you, you know, how's your time management? How is your communication skills, right? Like, you know, can you, are, do you have any skills in sales? Like all these other soft skills that really do set the bar. It's less of like, hey, you make great logos. But like, that's baseline at this point because we're so demanding on being able to adapt to different hmm. services. I think as creatives, yeah. like, it, it's not a one-stop shop for most people. And so having those other skills mm-hmm. Like, how can you also market those? How can you also translate those, like, visually or through social mm-hmm. media or LinkedIn or whatever that might be instead of just, you know, here's my work. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very true. Yeah. This, this next section kind of get a little more specific on you as the creative and the creative skills and the things that really have changed a lot over this last year. And a lot of these are focused on the idea of, like, you know, the markets have changed, the kind of hiring kind of traits and the trends have changed so much. And talking to a lot of recruiters that are helping like either my students or some of the alumni 
get into things. Mm. This one line that uh, one of them said was this idea about graphic designers may work in a variety of different settings more than ever. We're not, it's no longer just the, the, the job thing is going to say graphic designer for hire and say, you need <laughs> illustrator skills, typography skills, yeah. you know, and maybe it'd be great if you can do photography. Like it's no longer that simple, no. simple. It's no. so just detail oriented and everything. But her advice was that like expanding on the job titles you are looking for is one of the greatest methods to improve your chances of getting a job in the design field. And what she was talking about was this idea that other than just looking for graphic designer, it might be communicative designer. It might be in, in environmental designer. It might be something totally different. So if you increase these odds of what you're looking for by extending the search or even in the, the field or maybe even the city, like what are the things do you think like someone looking can expand their horizons on, you know, when they're, when they're looking? Hmm. I mean, is it like, I, I think sometimes we go, I know here in LA, everyone goes for the name brand, like studio, right? Like sure. sometimes the little niche, you know, boutique one could be a better one. So maybe even searching more, your, your search is broader too. It doesn't have to be a name that you know and, and already have heard of. Sometimes I think the better jobs could be found in some of these smaller offerings, but just as good when it comes to who, what you're going to be learning. You know, I think that's totally true, especially if like you're looking again, if you're looking at onboard at an agency, like even in Portland, if I just Google like Portland design or creative agencies, the top 10, I'm like, dude, these ones are not where I would go. Yeah. And they're not even necessarily <laughs> the biggest. They might just like have great <laughs> SEO. But like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think like really trying to get into the nitty gritty or like find agencies that are like doing cool stuff or mm -hmm. You know, if there's a brewery or like local businesses, like try to find who they hire, you know, if they're kind of like a larger scale, likely someone local, likely an agency. Like I found the coolest collaborations and agency contract work just by like that sort of thing. It's yeah. usually just like a quick Google search is not going to give you, I don't think, like the best results. That's just coming from like my own experience. So how did you, how did you narrow that search? What was your experience then? How did you seek for me, At it's always time. like, oh, you know, this local brewery, because again, I live in Portland, so like, and I do a lot of work in the beverage industry. So like, oh, who'd they use, you know? And it's like, oh, it's a smaller, like 10 person creative agency. And like, you know, I, and then maybe I like, I find them on Instagram and like, I give them a shout out, whatever. Yeah. And just so like now they're aware and I've gotten work just from like that sort of thing of like, oh, you also do beer work. We're always looking, you know, we do a lot of beer work and we're always okay. looking to hire someone. Okay. Like, and they were just a smaller agency, like, but they still, you know, great budget. They're still totally in line and, and it's a culture that I like subscribe to and like, but yeah, all the, all the big shot, like, you know, those top 10 in Portland, they're like, sure, White and Kennedy, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can send a resume, but it's just like a total different picture. Like they're so yeah. mass scale, you know, it's just a different level versus someone that small, the success of being able to like just shoot them a message on Instagram and I got work. Like I couldn't do that with White and Kennedy. I couldn't do that yeah. with like some of these bigger agencies here. Hmm. There might be um, less hurdles to get through to the real stakeholder. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? Like yeah, someone who can it's actually like direct, make the decision. You know? Yeah, that's why I think some of those smaller ones are great. Yeah, there's and there's a lot. And I would argue, like, man, some of the smaller agencies, you'd be surprised, like, the kind of clients they can get, mm -hmm. you know. I, so hmm. I, I would say, like, yeah, try to narrow down the searches or just, like, try to, you know, dig in. If we if you live in, like, a pretty, I'd say, like, maybe a little bigger town or city, likely there's a few yeah. agencies doing some cool shit. Oh, and the hats you'll be wearing, that you wear yeah. so many more hats. 
at a, at a smaller spot. And you might be given the chance to work on something very immediately that would have taken you months, if not years. At yeah, a bigger that's place. a very good point. Just um, because of that ladder, you know, and totally. so like, so I guess be flexible, you know, don't, don't yeah, give yourself too... a chance to be a unicorn. Exactly. And, and yeah. so look at a unicorn of offerings as well, because it's kind of like, you're just opening that spread up a little bit more. It might sound a little more daunting. And I can only imagine, I've seen people with spreadsheets of like what they're, you know, every time they apply, they'll put it in a spreadsheet. And it's, it could be very, you know, disheartening to be going through this process right now. But so if you could spread that, that kind of like offering and expand to those searches and things a little bit more, you just never know. I think to me, that's a a great advice when it comes to that. Um, Well, dude, and like, I'm going to tell you right now, Every agency I see in Portland is trying to hire people. Like, wow, creative agencies right now are like looking really hard. So much so that like, if you don't want to work full time, they're even just taking contractors. Because like, God, I mean, COVID, you know, it's through every industry. But like, people are realizing like, I want to do something different, or I want to do something for myself. And like, a lot of people went freelance. So like, I think yeah, if you're trying to find an agency job, like right now is a great time. Like, they are hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you that the, the coolest thing I've seen a lot of people get, be able to do is this idea of upscaling. Kind of yeah, like, I was just going to bring this up. Wow. I mean, like, okay. so You, if you it, can, in a sense, yeah. I mean, oftentimes we don't preach this, but settle for knowing that there's ladder system from within. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. And if you can come in in a way where you have abilities that are beyond what like they might be asking for. Or this idea that like you are an illustrator, but gosh, you took a motion graphics class as well. I I I love the the young designers that are going into brand and love design, but they can illustrate like crazy. And mm. what a beautiful little fusion that is, right? Of For like sure. and make sure you're yeah. telling them that. But like if you have any additional element of talent that you do, even if it's a side thing, and we, we, we can even talk about personal projects being a part of this too. If you've done a personal project and a passion project that's something really great and it shows a whole other side of you in your portfolio there's a don't think someone will not gravitate to that they will love your work and then they'll see the where your heart is and where your your true creativity is by throwing in a personal project or something really unique or different that's off of that beaten path of like let's say you're just a pure packaging person if you can come in and you you know a little UI UX i mean like you're a two for one Right. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Um, Or look, I would say the best advice I would give to any like creative right now who has interest in motion in any regard, Mm. please learn like it every it is the most sought after skill right now. And it is very hard to like jump into. It's a second language. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. God, if you have any interest in like you want to learn the programs and how everything works, like I guarantee you will be miles ahead. If you can do mm-hmm. any other skill plus motion, you're gold. Wow. Everyone's yeah. looking for motion right now. And it's only going to be more in demand as we continue this digital aids we're in. Like, yeah, that, that is probably the number one skill. If you're curious to add something and you can't figure it out to your little yeah. repertoire, that is the one. And it, you're right. It's, I'm seeing it everywhere. And, and it doesn't mean you have to go into something so advanced so quickly. I think too, if you just are offering some motion, some movement in your portfolio in some way, and it could be even in its easiest forms of learning something on Rush or something in Spark, and it's something that just at least gives you some, you're like, yeah, I oh, as a matter of fact, I am learning motion right now, and I'm taking a course 
in this, even if you don't have it under your belt, just the idea that you're curious about it and looking into it, wouldn't you hire that person in a heartbeat? Like if it's not demanding of the position right now, but you know, it could come down the road. I'm always looking for motion animators, mm -hmm. you know, even in just like clients that like they're always wanting them or like I've landed a couple bigger contracts where like motion was part of the package. So I said yes. And I'd find one. So like, it, it's such a selling point. And God, if you can do your own, like your portfolio is going to look sick. Like oh, everything yeah. looks better in movement, like logos in this day and age, you know, logo packages. It's like, here's your suite. Here's the system. Also, yes. this is your non-static versions. And those are becoming more That's and more funny. prevalent. And as they do, clients will start to expect them. And I find like larger clients always expect like in our scope, there is a whole motion package. It might yes. even just be small, but it has to be in there. And so like that stuff, I'm constantly like, sending out the contract just because I don't know how to do it. Good. Yeah. But yeah, there's that, a ton of work. So interesting. We have found with these lead gen um, um, di digital media assets, they are, they're being targeted to specific personas mm. and oh, specific wow. um, published written target audience members. And we have found that they don't even take static anymore. They're only yeah. taking HTML5. Wow. Yeah. I, honestly, like it's, and I think it's only going to continue that route where like static is like such a secondary asset because everything's digital now. Like, so I have so to, maybe this like, is playing too much devil's ad, but remember when it, um, like all the, the gradients and the, the background fluidity of design was going crazy and then it went straight to flat again. Oh, yeah. So I'm just prepared for perhaps <laughs> yeah. motion to get too carried away. And we go back. And yeah. we go back to static. Yeah. It's tough because it is like style and movement is like so different, right? Like we have realism skew versus like flat, yeah. simple. Both could be in motion. So like That's true. it is this third tier. And ultimately, like I, I think motion itself will be a subcategory where like the style of motion will definitely be data. Oh. Like, oh, the way things fluid movement versus yeah. like you know, sort of static driven versus something that is like subtle and clean versus maybe something that is that is true. I that think motion true. will be yeah. like alongside of style visuals. So like yeah, I don't know if motion will go anywhere, but I think that'll definitely change throughout. Yeah, you know? and, and, and I think what, bigger. I think companies you're both like, right because I could yeah, see it both. I totally. could see I could see it going. We can going. Yeah, because even out of just hand. depth and drop yeah. shadows yeah. and all the different ways that you could incorporate yes. shadowing or glow. Yeah, and now that, that people don't want to see it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, I think you're right where we probably will go overboard. We're like, God, everything, like if I'm on a page, yeah, everything's maybe. moving. Mm -hmm. like, be interesting to kind of taste is still back be a part into of it. this conversation <laughs> after a good yeah. year and see where it's at. Oh, totally. Because like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm finding like, even in presentation decks, like with these agencies I'm contracting with the last couple of months, it's like, we're putting motion into like, the deck itself throughout and it, it yes. looks amazing but like that's just another touch point where like oh shit there's so many areas we haven't even thought about like where can we actually put yeah. motion into that actually has an yeah. impact uh well, think you know about when you hit the, like a fucking presentation deck when you hit the like button on any social media there's an engagement there that thing pulses for a second and a little sparkle yeah. goes around it like and yeah. it's the haptic feed on the screen you're like you're yeah. getting it you're getting it in every sense right so it's well, kind of apple like apple broke ground with like 
the way we scroll, how it's fluid and it has a ramp up and it slows down and it feels natural. So that's like, even that's motion. Yeah, that's right. motion. Yeah. It's not so much yeah, like is, is the Olive Garden logo animated every time you see it. You know, it's more, it's, <laughs> it's, and I think you're right. I think there's going to be a balance. We're going to get to a point where it will stay in a very aesthetic and pleasing and almost call to action kind of yeah. way because that's truly what it's doing. It's kind of giving you a little pulse going, hey, get your eyes over here, right? That's uh-huh. kind of yeah. really uh-huh. what it's doing. Right? I think so. So I guess learn motion, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, especially like presenting shit, like every, mm. God, you throw a little motion in that deck and the client isn't expecting it, you know, like, holy oh. shit, this is great. We're sold. Yeah. Like, and to be, I think uh, it helps get a yes much it quicker. It is impressive. Yeah. It is so visually impressive. E- it just even is. On, even on our, my, my level of motion is basically me throwing in some animation on Keynote in a presentation. That's enough uh-huh. because for me, it's doing all that and, and showing it. And, and I That's love a good point. That it, it's an Sometimes start at it can some be level. really mm-hmm. applied s- s- with such sophistication that it's just a touch. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. just a touch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we were mentioning that not only that, but like don't be afraid on those, those, those personal projects. They're invaluable. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, particularly when we do like portfolio reviews and stuff, they love when they see young designers mm-hmm. or even anyone showing a little bit of the – if, if it was up to you as a creative, what would you be doing without a brief, you know? And I think it shows a lot. Yeah, well, it shows creative thinking. Mm-hmm. I think it shows that skill that, like, if I'm hiring someone, great, you're a good designer. But, like, how yeah. did you accomplish? Like, what was your thought process? Because that's so much of it. And it's a human it's a human touch in a way, too. And I, what I've yeah. seen, too, is certain people that may not be great presenters when they're presenting their work, when they talk about their per- personal project, they come alive. You know, they light up. And I guess mm. that gives them some now understanding of how they should be throughout the process. I've even recorded people doing presentations because they need to see the video of themselves presenting and how different they, they are through there. How it, and the whole yeah. idea is to show an That's even, a really good even thing. You know? Oh, that would yeah. I would hate that. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> but like that doesn't go away. Like think about yeah. your favorite projects. It's because like I had a little more control and it was a like, success because like it kind of went like it wasn't just like client personal preference in a brief it was like we developed something that works yeah i think this probably makes total sense of yeah you know some of your best work can be like where you kind of follow your gut yeah or experience and and this leads to our kind of like our last thing it could be such a cool little sum up here because it and you and michael brought up something really cool to kind of highlight here but this idea of thinking beyond covid what have we learned what can you take with it how has it changed our industry and there's this idea here too that you know let's start looking more forward to what what creativity and what designers can add in a world in the future and one of the cool things we saw and you, she just showed me a link of it earlier and I looked it up was this dribble um, pitch which is and and even TikTok has resume right the way we've we've moved I never thought in yeah, a million that's true, years similar. Human resource people would have to now like go to TikTok to look for candidates. You, I couldn't have bought that a year ago, right? But mm-hmm. t- talk a little bit about this Dribble thing that you found. And if you guys are curious, it's at dribble.com slash pro slash pitch. It is part of their pro program. So you do have to pay for this. But what, what gravitated you, do. you to it, that? You do. You do have yeah. to pay for it. But I, it might be worth it if you're in a position um, that it's you're, month to month. You have to mm-hmm, subscription based. So it is interesting you bring up TikTok because don't you think that that might be the distinction between an empl- a potential employer viewing your work through an Instagram feed 
for, or your, your, your Instagram account, excuse me, versus your LinkedIn professional account. So there's that corporate, yep. th- that corporate angle. I, I would imagine that if people see that you're utilizing a system by Dribbble, they'll, and it's for a creative position, they'll be more apt to look yeah. at mm. that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just something to keep in mind, but this is so cool because, um, and you know, this is, this also assumes that people are going to take the time to view your video and listen if it's four to six minutes long. And we just, we just emphasized earlier within this episode that you have to captivate immediately. So yeah. this, there's, there's a little bit of a tricky balance between the two, I would imagine. But, um, but by by and large, this is a system that you just utilize as as a, a I mean, you can't pick up the the phone or or walk through a door anymore and say, "Can I talk to the owner or the CEO, yeah. please?" <laughs> it's never stopped me though. <laughs> I'm just totally I'll wait. <laughs> you send you send a brief um, video. It's video means, and you showcase and you speak to your potential interviewer or you're you're applying to a position in this regard or showcasing your portfolio maybe it's just one that you're particularly proud of so that you don't case study or something yeah a case study a use Mm -hmm. case study so you're not overwhelming this is about time like i'm looking at this going like when i saw the tiktok one i was kind of like really hesitant to agree on it even though i know the power it has and and let's face it i'm assuming Folks that are hiring are are gonna ch- they're gonna look and they will check. I've checked social media accounts before hiring people back in the agency days. Like and now with sure. TikTok, I think it would be the first place someone would probably go. But I love this dribble idea. They're basically saying change the way you introduce yourself and showcase your work with Dribble's newest feature called Pitch. Put your best foot forward to win clients or get a job like never before. And you basically do a really cool like little video intro to your page. Um, you can you can actually go into specifics and and go to an actual product or a pitch you have in there or a project and talk a little bit about it. I think this is like we can provide the URL link um, to this episode because I think that perhaps the best part to this, you guys, is that your potential pitch video it also displays where hiring managers and prospective clients search for designers like you for hire. Yeah. So it really can help you stand out amidst a oh, crowd um i, I, I didn't i'm learning i didn't know yeah. this i mean if 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 you if dribble understands that they they've analyzed that this is where hiring managers are are going awesome why would it be why yeah. would it's kind of a little bit of a no-brainer dribble and behance have really become f- recruiters and folks now know they have it in their toolbox to look for it's like just Bypass LinkedIn. Let's go straight there and find yeah. the creative person that we want. And so, to me, the dribble idea is really, really cool because I and it, this is getting me. I'm looking through it. It's getting me wanting to try this because one thing I I think would be a great thing for anyone out there. Part of what we are telling a, a one of the topics we are going to talk a little bit about, but I know we're pressed for time. is just storytelling, right? Okay. And mm. being able to tell yes. your story and be yeah. comfortable in the camera. Yeah. This at least probably gives you the chance to do it over, over and over again until you like what you see. But yes, if you're not comfortable behind a camera right now, yeah. I hate to I hate to tell it to you know, but that's something we all have to get good at and practice all the time. You know, yeah. So, but to be clear, yeah, you have to have away. a dribble profile, right? Yes, this lives. And this a pro. lives with your Dribble profile. But you have to have the pro, pro account. account. Yes. 
So it's a pay. That's everything else is free with invite. But I think Pro they have like a few different tiers. But I think like the baseline is like twenty bucks a year. It's like pretty cheap. Oh, that's so yeah. minimal. Oh, yeah. that's pretty. That's. Pretty I don't know if this good. one falls into that. I can't remember. Oh, here it is. So it's yeah. It's it. roughly five dollars per month when you pay annually. Okay. It's so great. So when people are scrolling through your Dribble account, your video isn't like blaring, boom, right in front of these people. It's just to the side speaking to these potential managers as they're yeah. scrolling through your portfolio um, pieces. Um, yeah. On the fly, they can um, con- manually control it so that they pause and play if they didn't catch something. It's just awesome. Well, um, don't you think too, if they were scrolling through and someone, it, I'm sure it's going to say, recruiter, this one has a video. Like, could I'm going to click that one before be. the non video. It's like a LinkedIn profile that doesn't have a, a picture. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting, I think yeah. they're like, they're definitely pushing into uncharted territory with like how we're sort of self marketing and, and how recruiters find people. Cause like, you're right, we're like, this day and age, like the younger generation is so comfortable in front of camera. Just because of like apps like TikTok or going live or all these things that like, you know, I think our generation had to like get comfortable with. I think it's inherent with that. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's it's probably here to stay. That in the industry itself, there will be those employers that are willing to view it versus those that are in the financial industry and don't even want to go there. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. I, I can see it work both ways. Like, I don't know if I need, if I'm looking for someone, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I have no idea. I'm like so <laughs> in a different generation. So, like, my mind is like, I don't know if I would want to like just watch videos. Me neither. Every, I can't. If I'm like that. trying to go through a hundred people, like, I don't yeah, know. I don't want to deal with that. I don't know either. And I think a lot of agencies probably hire more than a couple, but recruiters is different. Yeah. And like, I think they're looking the, the, for this. The, yeah. I, the typical, like sometimes I see this like VP of, of human resources at some hip new company. Person looks like they're 22. So it's like, you, <laughs> they're probably on TikTok or, or, but to me, oh, I think this, yeah. this can't hurt. This is like, to me, I think it's like something at least worth trying, even just if you're, it helps you practice and get better. But mm-hmm. um, I think there's some future in this that like, just like we were saying, logos are turning to motion and st- and static will be out of, out of like play. I still, I think online profiles and areas of you showcasing your work will have to come with this down the road just as strong, you know? Yeah. It's a personal yeah. touch. Oh my God. Totally. I can't, it's just, I can't keep up. This was your, this was your <laughs> suggestion, Mikel. It's you've, you've let the cat out of the bag here. <laughs> I know. I knew it was going to be, it's good. To, I knew it was going to be good to discuss, but it doesn't mean it's not for might everybody. Be keeping it real with our listening audience that doesn't daunt us. We're human all the same that we yes. <laughs> know that this has to and or should be on our radar list. I mean, yeah. it's the it's the tech world yes. that we live in. Yes. Here you you said it pretty much exactly like this this major point I think in all this maybe even wrapping like this idea of like you need to know your industry, especially us as freelancers, because no one else has their thumb on the pulse of our market and how things are operating. And so like, if we're not doing that, if we're not constantly checking in and seeing what's working and how people are hiring or what the going rate is for this, like, well, we just won't know. No one's doing that for us. We're not getting briefs. Yeah. We're not getting emails of like, hey, here's the latest numbers. And so like, these kind of things are kind of critical to like, at least be aware of and yeah. make yourself aware of. Yeah. Um, this could live on your portfolio uh, your website you don't have to do it on dribble 
Yeah, you, you could adopt it, this and like, oh, I can add even an audio file case study. Yeah. Like, hey, let me, you know, as you look through that's stuff, true. I can record something that's a minute mm-hmm. and a half long. And yeah, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jordan will compose a little like, you know, background music for you. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> Just hit him up. <laughs> <It's> church organ. <laughs> Spooky. That Halloween would be edition scary. for all my case studies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, if you guys have, you know, are in this zone right now and, and when we post this on Instagram and everywhere else, let us know if you've if you've been in this zone. Is there any frustrations or share some of the, 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 the good stuff, too? If anybody's landed a job recently and needs to celebrate, we'd love to hear it as well, because I think that's always the, it's neat to start seeing uh, I got a job, you know, like th- that after what we've just gone through that it's very yeah. optimistic to see the the the, the job boards so wide open and hopefully people are filling them and finding their dream jobs you know yeah and if you found like little tips and tricks of like how you're getting because you know the three of us i think well at least for me it's been a while since i've been a young designer in that position so like i only know kind of what i see and what i hear so i'm curious no, I'm that you. perspective of the young designer how they're how they're oh, handling it and how they're finding it there's probably a bunch totally. of shit that we don't know <laughs> yeah i love it that you brought that Perfect. up that's a good that's good well awesome guys well that was great fantastic episode um We'll be back soon, hopefully in a few weeks with another episode. Until then, guys, um, hope you enjoyed it. See y'all later.